Welcome to the Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my special little co-host, Pepita. You can't see her. Sorry. Oh, I'm also joined by Mark. Hi. You can see him. We can change that, though. I mean, do you want to put Pepita in your chair, and then you can come sit on the floor over here? Yeah. And lick your hands, I guess? Yeah, sure. Is that what we're doing? Oh, God damn it. Did you not change the layout? I, I changed it, but I forgot to switch it from AW to Impact. Now the Impact one is up. <laughs> there he is. This is Impact, not AEW. You Surprise! Fools. You idiots. <laughs> fucking dumbasses. You, you marks. What did you think this was? AEW? <laughs> fucking nerds. Damn. Cold as ice. Cold as impact. This is impact. Uh, a little bit happened, this impact. We got we got number one contender for the world title. We, we got uh, the debut of Kushida, who will be wrestling next week against um, uh, Rich Swan. Not you. Mm. Unless you're Rich Swan, but in that case, you've changed a lot. <laughs> the TV adds on a lot of different qualities. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, we had a uh, a new tag team, kind of VXT, uh, which is Chelsea Green, Diana Peraza. They're now going by Vexed, which I think was supposed to be their their NXT tag team name. Um, before they got released, or rather, I think before Deanna got released, because Chelsea was still in WWE, back and forth. Um, we also had an X Division title match between Deaner and Mike Bailey. Um, oh, and also Vexed is, they're now the number one contenders for the women's knockouts tag titles for Emergence. Um, we also had, what big stuff happened? That's kind of it with big stuff. Um, in terms of just matches, Vexed versus Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. Uh, Diener versus Mike Bailey, as already mentioned. Ma Madison Rain versus Masha Slamovich, which was a squash. OGK versus Bullet Club, or sorry, Bullet Club versus Losers. Um, and then... Chris Saban versus Alex Shelley for the number one contendership for the world title. Got a problem with OGK? Honor No More is a bunch of losers except PCO. PCO is the only one who gets wins. You heard it here first, folks. Mark Cameron thinks that Honor No More is a bunch of losers. They really are. And yet, they're like, PCO, the fuck are you doing? Meanwhile, he's getting wins. I think well, Honor No More's like first win was like last week. They they don't win, and they don't do anything either. They don't even have a motive anymore. What are you doing? Yeah. Why'd you cover yourself? Using my camera. Oh. Sorry, I didn't want anyone to see me flipping the camera off frequently. Oh. Um, no, my camera was dirty. Um, it was driving me crazy. 
So uh, Kushida appeared after the main event to uh, stop Violent by Design from attacking Motor City Machine Guns. Um, and then he will be fighting Rich Swan for a shot at the uh, world title. I feel like that's kind of up in the air, but also... Maybe that match will be ruined by VBD. Oh... Uh... Yeah, okay. I could see that. Um, but I could also see them just giving the shot to Kushida, make a big pay-per-view out of it. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I was thinking. Although if it's next week, it's not for it, it can't be for a pay-per-view. Or an Impact Plus original. I don't know. I don't um. know, but um yeah, so it's cool Kushida's here. Yeah. Um, he's on a little excursion in Impact while... Uh, um, well, I guess not anymore, since this was pre-recorded. Um, yeah. I don't know how long he's in Impact for. Like, I don't know how often we're going to be seeing him, but it's cool. Glad to yeah, see him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, elsewhere. Like, like making appearances, getting to do stuff. Yeah, getting to make some rounds that he couldn't while in NXT. Yeah, getting to hang out with people that he couldn't while in NXT. Yeah, and now he's uh with uh, Alex Shelley, former tag partner. Yeah. Maybe him and Shelley will like team up against Violent by Design. I was kind of thinking that would happen because, like, three of them, three, five, five, mm-hmm. nine. The yeah. math, the math checks out. While Josh sits at ringside eating popcorn. Um, that's if Josh shows the fuck up. Unlike today, where Josh was like, "Oh shit, Violent by Design are attacking Saban and Shelly. Let me run." Not to the ring, to, probably to like the parking lot. He didn't want to make a thing of it. Maybe, maybe he was playing the 800 IQ game, and he knew maybe maybe the goal of Violent by Design attacking Motor City Machine Guns was to lure out Josh. Maybe he's the sickness, and so by not coming out, he's not giving the bad guys what they want. Well, what... he didn't have to run away from the TVs like that. <laughs> yeah, he just he got in his car and went home. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck, I don't want them to see me. <laughs> but, but also, like, Shelly's his challenger now. What does he care? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's fair. It's, I, it, it, it's literally, if he had not run away from the TV, I would have been like, oh, whatever. But he did. Or he saw and Kush- so that leaves me with questions. He saw Kushida came out for a little reunion, a little time splitters reunion, didn't want to interrupt. Sure. Or maybe Scott sure. Scott could have literally stopped him in the hallway and be like, don't you dare go out there. We have a thing going. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty fun show. A lot of time given to some of these matches, especially that last one, which I think it was like 28 minutes long. Yeah, it was about 30 some odd. Yeah, nearly 30. Yeah. 
Um, you wanna you wanna hop into some news? Let's hop into some news. Um, let's talk about AEW news because AEW happened last night. Um, first things first. Apparently, Chris Jericho was treasured out of Dynamite last night. Um, why exactly? I don't think it's totally clear, but we do know that he broke his nose, which is not a reason to be stretchered out of a place. Um, I don't know. If, I, I I don't know if the stretchering was actually necessary or if it was a thing. I mean, in fairness, with a broken nose, that probably discombobulated him, and he might not have been able to walk straight. It's possible. Might have also been um, the reason why the whole ending was like messy. I think, but I think the thing, I think the point. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> I think the reason why I think it's not like a real thing is because AW posted a video of him getting stretched out. But they also did As that like, for Jungle Boy, and he was legit injured. Was he? Yeah. With what? Um. I think it was like a, no, it wasn't a concussion. Um, new details on his injury. Da, 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 da. Let's see. I'm on Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is a shoulder injury. Oh, well, that's also not really a reason to stretch somebody out. Yeah, so... It could be, like, a... Because both reasons... Both both situations were, re, were, like... Situations where you could stretch someone out in kayfabe with Jungle Boy taking the concerto and Chris Jericho landing in the, the barbed wire spiderweb. Yeah. Um, but doesn't necessarily mean that there was no reason for the stretcher like in reality you know you got to be careful with your with your wrestlers i i you know actually to be fair i'm pretty sure um at this point in time tony probably does want to be very careful with his wrestlers given the extensive injury list he's got yeah, and and now that you have some of your injured wrestlers coming back, you you gotta yeah. you got you gotta work some some new protocols. Yeah. Um. Also, if you enjoyed FTR's little promo last night, um, you can now buy a shirt on um, what I believe would be Pro Wrestling Tees. Um. Yeah, there's a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that says "Fight Like an Eight Year Old Girl." Will heart that says FTR in the middle of it, like a little love heart, and um, 100% of the royalties are going to be donated to the American Heart Association. That's awesome. Yeah. Which I thought was really sweet. Um, so yeah, you can check that out at PWTs. Um, also, if you enjoyed watching Two Dimes, Beat the shit out of uh, Ricky Starks. And by that, I mean he got the shit beaten out of him. Not Ricky. Um, 
Cole Carter is apparently under an AEW deal, according to sources, according to Fightful. Um, Carter was under an AEW deal um, following the match that he had. Hi. Good for him. Still yeah. begs the question, like, what ha- Like, I, this is not going to get what out of my head. He- what happened to WWE? Maybe he, like, stole something from somebody's locker and they're like, hey, that's not cool. We've got to release you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's so weird. It's like, it's the combination of him getting released, them saying they'll hire him back in the future, and then being picked up on a contract with AEW. Like, what happened? And it also doesn't help that AEW and Tony Khan have specifically stated they're not in the business of, of development. They're not trying yeah. to build up new wrestlers. And to- Two Dimes is, sorry, uh, Cole Carter is somebody that was in development in WWE. Yeah. I, listen, I don't know what Tony Khan's doing. He'd be good as like a he'd be good on Ring of Honor as like a you know mid card guy. That's maybe that's sure. it. Yeah, maybe. I'm excited to see what this Ring of Honor deal is like. Speaking of Ring of Honor, what a wonderful segue! We're really segueing <laughs> the shit out of this. Um, also, the cat like put her little paws on me, meowed, and then started licking my arm. So I don't know what's going on down here, but I'm a little scared. Um, just see her like fly out of the air at my face as retribution from last night. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, the Briscoes have officially signed with Ring of Honor, um, ahead of their Death Before Dishonor match against the aforementioned FTR. Yeah, um, not really shocking considering no. we haven't seen them in they, they kind of got written off of impact with that whole uh injury thing with honor no more yeah. um and i feel like we all figured that if ring of honor came back the briscoes would be right there yeah i mean they are kind of synonymous with ring of honor honestly yeah honestly but the question is will they win those titles from ftr yeah, that's a question. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be so shocked if they did. That way, FTR could focus on maybe going more international or interpromotional. Yeah. yeah, getting the AEW tag titles. Well, they said they they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't pass up an opportunity at the Impact titles and the NWA titles. I hope that they get every title but the AW title so that they can just be like, heh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tony Khan did say that their, uh, like, Bucks versus FTR was never really in the future. Like, that wasn't ever part of the plan. Um, also, in other news, John Moxley has signed, um, like, a, a sponsorship. Um, or signed. I don't know why I said signed. He is in sponsorship with a non-alcoholic beer brewery. Um, apparently this place is called Athletic Brewing. Um, according to WrestleTalk, Moxley had been trying to get the partnership going for some time. And they've officially confirmed the deal. 
Yeah, it was at some media call. I think it was for Forbidden Door where he was like drinking it during the scrum. Um and like yeah. had a box of it. And then he was in yeah. like a, a promo with them recently. Yeah. So that's good for him. Yeah. Um and then in other AEW news, um there is more speculation about Kenny by God Omega. Um, according to the one and only Dave Meltzer, um, he's apparently hoping to be at All Out. Um, he doesn't know if he's going to be, um, but that's like the goal. Um, apparently that's also the target goal for Punk to return. Um, but I really don't see that happening, so I don't know where Melter's coming with that. Because a broken foot something that, like, yeah. Well, actually, Punk has been out for a little while now, hasn't he? Um, Punk left before Forbidden Door, which was June. Um, really? The passage kind of losing. Let's see, CM Punk, Injury... Uh, da, 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 do you have a date that he left? Oh, injury date June 1st. June 1st, okay. So it's been over a month now. I, I don't know jack shit about foot injuries or, or foot feet breaking, so I don't know any time frame. Yeah, I don't know. I just, in my opinion, I always thought that it was like one of those things where like, when you're as old as punk is and you break your foot, it's not the same as if like you were like a 12 year old breaking their foot. Yeah. Cause your bones aren't like moving and grooving quite the same. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. <laughs> um, anyways, into some WWE news. Um, apparently the WWE and Kevin Durant, uh, have gotten into the premier lacrosse game. um, they, the Premier Lacrosse League apparently got a financial backing from the WWE and Kevin Durant. I don't know, like, I guess we're including Kevin Durant because, like, he's, like, a notable person, but. I guess so. I, I you know, I'm going to be honest. The, the sports market is currently quite saturated in America. I don't quite see lacrosse breaking through, but you know what? Maybe they can go where MLS couldn't. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then the last piece of news that I have is just something I thought was interesting. Um, Veer Mahan apparently is uh, maybe changing his gimmick. Oh? Yeah, so, I guess, so the way it started, the way, the way the speculation started was apparently um, we do not watch Raw, so that's why we don't know that this is happening. Um, we also don't follow Veer Mahan on Twitter, I don't think so. That's also why we don't know why this is happening. Um, apparently on Raw, according to Russell Talk, Mahan appeared on a backstage interview with um, Sarah Schreiber. Schreiber asked a question. Mahan looked, as Russell Talk put it, provocatively at the camera, and then looked back at Schreiber, tried to scare her by saying boo, smiled, and then left, which sounds unhinged, honestly. Not the point. Um, apparently the Miz then wanders in, 
says that it seems like Mahan's into Schreiber, which is a really weird way to draw that line, but again, whatever. Um, and then the USA Network Twitter tweeted something very similar. So now, if you don't watch Raw, Mahan's been like this like scary, big, mean guy, but of course they have nothing fucking for him because he beat up Dominic Mysterio, so what else is there to do? Yeah. Um, and apparently, Veer Mahan, uh, I guess according to... Uh, According to WrestleTalk, um, they said up until this point, Mahan had been presented to us as nothing more than an angry brute who never spoke. And fans were actually quite disappointed about this because it's clear from his social media that he's capable of more than that. Which, again, we wouldn't know. Um, but apparently he said in an interview, the world hasn't seen my other side yet. Yes, we're trying to show the world that Veer Mahan isn't just a scary guy that walks around in the ring. We're trying to show our audience that Veer Mahan is not just a beast and an angry man. He has other sides. That's why the world has got to tune in more to see what's going to happen next. And honestly, if they turn him into like a sweetheart, I'm going to be fucking so over the moon. Yeah, make him three-dimensional. Um, make him, you know, talk. Maybe we're seeing this other side of him because they want to bring Sangha up to the main roster and reunite uh, Indus Share. Sangha was never in Indus Share, I don't What? He wasn't? I thought he was the other no. half. I'm almost positive I'm that pretty... Rinku Singh. Oh, wait, Rinku Singh is Veer Mahan, I believe. Sarav Gurjar is not in. Yeah, no, Sangha, Sangha is Sarav Gurjar. Is he? Yes, I'm on his cage match right now. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. That would be so fun then! Oh my god! Yeah. I guess... I don't know, maybe it's because Sangha has his hair pulled back and Sarav used to have his hair down. Mm -hmm. That maybe that's why I never put two and two together, but like... He looks very different from when he was... Sarav. Yeah. He's not no longer managed by Malcolm Bivens, so. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad that they're both kind of starting to see the light again because they were not good as Indushare. Yeah. Like, they were, one, dangerous as fuck. Like, there was that one move that they had that, like, almost brained somebody, I think. And two, they just had no personality. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm glad that, like, maybe they're starting to get to have character and, you know. Especially with Sangha. Who's, they're not uh, these... Showing his dimensions. Yeah, and they're not just like these scary, unapproachable men. Brutes. Um, I, I got a little piece of news for you. Uh, so apparently, we haven't seen Buddy Matthews in a little while. No. Uh, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, he uh, went home to Australia for a tour, uh, but he will be returning soon. Oh. No, I forgot about him. No details on when we'll be seeing him again, but just soon. Um, okay. Because people were worried about him being injured, but he, he was appearing at indie shows, so clearly he wasn't injured. Okay. Um, it's good to see that he's... Uh, He's, um, you know, not injured, and we'll we'll be returning to AW soon. Um, but speaking of returns, 
according to figure four on uh, wrestling online adam cole is confident he'll be coming back soon uh because he's been uh out since forbidden door for a concussion which that's an injury you never want to play with and yeah. always want to make sure you have full recovery from that um but uh, Adam Cole said on a podcast, the uh, GameSpot's Wrestle Buddies podcast, he said he's confident that he'll be able to return to the ring soon. Um, he said, I'm doing okay. I'm definitely on the path, on the track to recovery for sure. I have a great team around me that is helping and just making sure that I'm taken care of to the best of my ability. Um, talks about how he was banged up um, and how recovery has been for him. But he's feeling very good. So we'll see how uh, how quickly that comes and if it will coincide with Kenny coming back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it does. And we got Bobby Fish back. So that uh, the, the Undisputed Elite's kind of rounding out. We just need Kyle to give a report. Yeah. All right. So... Let's uh, talk about today's Impact Wrestling. So we started off today's Impact with Vexed. Is it Vexed? Vixed? I think it's Vexed. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the same as like the word Vexed. Gotcha. Vexed versus Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. And Vexed is Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo's new tag team name. Yes. Um, so we start with Deanna and Jordan. We get a wrist lock on Jordan, which Jordan turns into a head scissor submission on Deanna. Deanna gets free. We get some chops to the chest of Deanna and a slam and an arm drag. Um, Jordan goes to splash Deanna in the corner, but Deanna avoids it. Um, Jordan is nearly sent into the buckles, uh, but she slows herself down, avoids hitting them, uh, gets a back elbow to Deanna instead. Um, Mia gets in. Chelsea gets in. Mia gets rid of Deanna. Arm drags Chelsea back and forth. Um, we get a big boot across the face of Deanna once Deanna is... I guess... I don't, I don't remember how that happened. I don't remember how she ended up with a big boot across the face. But you know what? Um, Jordan ends up getting back in. She lifts and slams Chelsea. Deanna, however, distracts as Mia tags in. So this way, the referee doesn't see that Mia is tagged in. And when he sees Mia in the ring doing her shit, he's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. not you, her. Gets Jordan back in. Um, Deanna then pulls Jordan off of the apron once Mia actually successfully tags in. Um, she pulls Jordan off the apron. Chelsea tries to take advantage of this on Mia, but fails. We get a curb stomp into the buckles to Jordan once Jordan's back in. Chelsea and Deanna go to simultaneously suplex Jordan. Jordan, however, turns it around, suplexes both then instead. Uh, Mia gets back in. She takes on both of Vex. Um, Vex then go to simultaneously suplex Mia because they realize it didn't work with Jordan, so why not try with her? Um, but Jordan catches Mia. And then both Chelsea and Deanna are sent to ringside. Jordan and Mia dive out onto them. Um, back in the ring, we get a flatliner to Mia from Deanna. Chelsea gets in. Mia starts fighting back. Jordan ends up coming in. She's not legal. She gets a spine buster to Deanna. Chelsea dumps Jordan. Mia dropkicks Chelsea. Deanna breaks the cover. It's one of those, like, everybody gets a turn things, which I fucking hate. Fucking hate that. Um, 
we then get a jawbreaker to Mia. Mia then pulls both of Vex into each other, kind of like pump style, um, like pulling two ends of a rope. Um, then she hits a double stunner to both of them. However, Mia goes to tag out because Mia's fucking tired, and Mia realizes Jordan is not there. Jordan is gone. Mia then gets flipped inside out by both of Vex, and Deanna gets the pin to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting that they had Mia Yim take the pin in this. Um, but then again, based on what happens later on, it makes sense. So uh, then we have a promo from Honor No More. Matt Taven says, tell us what's missing here. Still, Honor No More has no title shots. Uh, Mike Bennett said, this is so typical of Impact. The writing is all on the wall. Uh, Kenny King says, they're playing games. We've played and beat your games. Uh, next we'll beat is you, Heath. If you catch another member of Honor No More, no more Christmas for your kids. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vincent said, I was attacked from behind. Isn't that what bad guys do? Congratulations, you hurt me. But then Eddie Edwards chimes in and says, where was PCO when you got attacked? When Heath was attacking Vincent, where was PCO? Mistakes cannot and will not be tolerated anymore. Failure is no longer an option here. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> you didn't watch the match then, hopefully. <laughs> um, but then Maria Canella says, which is why tonight there can't be failure and no excuses and no honor. Uh, Maria was there actually during the match, so maybe she's gonna fire her husband and uh, Taven. Maybe. Um, then we get uh, Deaner versus Mike Bailey for the X Division Championship. Yeah. Um. So Deaner, pretty quickly off the top of the bat, um, wants the Deaner DDT. But Bailey drives him into the corner. Bailey also, though, goes for Ultima Weapon, but Diener avoids that. Uh, Bailey, however, lands on his feet. Thank God. It would be horrible if Bailey landed on his knees and his shins on a difficult part of the apron or something like that. Anyways, um, we get a drop kick to the throat of Diener and then a Boston Crab to Diener. Diener gets free. We end up watching Bailey chase Diener around until he gets caught in the ring apron and is attacked by Diener. Um, then Diener gets yelled at by the ref for an extended period of time while Joe Doring takes his sweet fucking time staring at Mike Bailey and not attacking him. Finally does attack him, but still, he spends a lot of time just, like, looking at him like, hey there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Checking him out? <laughs> He's got a wife. Um, Diener, however, gets Bailey shoved into the corner, back in the ring, beats him up a little bit. Um, Bailey, though, gets his rapid kicks and he gets a twisting shooting star press, but it's not enough. Diener then loads Bailey onto the top turnbuckle, hits him with the modified power bomb by, like, yanking him off. Um, Diener then pops to the apron, sweeps the leg of Bailey as Bailey goes to follow him, and then Bailey goes for Ultima Weapon on the apron. <sighs> and Diener avoids it. And by God, I feel bad for those shin bones and that patella. Yeah. Mike Bailey takes those goddamn things for granted. He must have thick-ass uh, shin pads. 
Oh, you would hope. You'd hope that they're almost as hard as the fucking ring ape. Um, then we get a big back elbow to Bailey, though, and a flipping neckbreaker, but Bailey gets the last laugh with a moonsault off the ropes, landing on Diener, kind of slowing him down. We get a PK to Diener, and then some double knees, and Diener goes for a sneaky pin. He tries it. He does. But Bailey gets the ultimate weapon to win. Not sure. I wouldn't have gone for it a third time, honestly, but, you know, more power to him. Um, well, a little bit of a little bit of news to drop in. It's real quick. Apparently, Bray Wyatt changed his bio. It's very interesting. Um, oh, it's a quote from Vincent K. McMahon that says, "Begin again, kid. It's what you do." Is this really now the time to be quoting Vincent? <laughs> like Bray, I get it. You went through some shit, but like. Um, so, uh, after that we had a, uh, promo with Vexed and Gail Kim, um, uh, what is it, Chelsea says Deanna pin Mia Yim and I, I believe Mia will have a title match, um, Deanna says I, I should be put in the match. Um, yeah, Chelsea agrees, says that she should be number one contender, but Gail says you are. Both of you are number one contenders for the Knockouts tag titles. And so they will be facing uh, Rosemary and Taya at Emergence for those Knockouts tag titles. Uh, we then get a Violent by Design promo. Uh, Eric Young says, you tried to prove you still belong, but you proved you still have a sickness. Diener says, we do not. Eric says, there's one of two options. Either you have the sickness, or you revile the sickness. Diener says, we revile the sickness. Eric says, if you truly revile it, then prove it by eliminating the sickness. What is the sickness? Is, it, is the sickness being a face? I think the sickness is having a little bit of love in your heart. A little bit of kindness in your soul. Okay. I think that's the sickness. We should keep track of whoever they go after whenever they're told to uh, eliminate the sickness. This time, it's Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. There's a lot of paths you can go down with that. Could just be being a face. Could also be uh, being an Impact original or like being, being an old TNA guy. But at the same time, Eric Young is one of those guys. So it's not him. He's not sick. Um, but anyway. After that we had Madison Rain versus Masha Slamovich. Yeah, which you could call a match, I guess. Um, Madison tries to kind of plead her case. She gets her mask ripped off by Masha. She gets slammed by her neck to the ground, and then she gets hit with a snowplow. Which, when you say it like that, actually sounds really fucking funny. Gets hit with the snowblow. Uh, it was a minute and 11 seconds. Nice. Uh, but then Masha pulls out an envelope and hands it to Giselle Shaw. And just like the others, it's a picture of her with an X on it. Um, then we had a promo from Brian Myers in front of some students, looks like. He says, There's a lot more to this title than matches, it's about social media. 
Bupinder Gujar walks in. Says, you keep saying I have to earn an opportunity. You don't want to face me. I think you're scared. Uh, Myers says, I can't fight everybody. So you'll face Vincent for a shot at the title. Um, you got another Killer Kelly vignette. I don't like this one so much as the others. This felt a little corny. Yeah, cool. it did. No, yeah, you're right. Like this one, like a guy showed up and was like sitting next to her and she wasn't paying attention to him or like she was like just lounging. I think she was on her phone or something. Um, or she was like staring off into the distance. Um, I don't know. It, it seemed weird. It was, she was like, you ever think someone's watching you? It's me. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. She said like, I'm watching or something. Yeah. Um, but she will be debuting next week or returning next week. So we got the debut of Kushida, and we've got the return of Killer Kelly all in the same week, which is yeah, awesome. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had um, the real result of No More Failures, OGK versus Bullet Club, which is Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Yeah. We start with Taven and Ace. Um, Taven is mad that Ace is wearing purple. So he spends a little time, a little bit, a little bit of time just freaking out about that. Um, until Ace kicks him in the stomach. Taven gets Ace into a chin lock. We get a kick to Taven's spine from Ace and a big leg drop. Um, we then get a drop kick to Ace that results in some vamping. And then Ace takes Taven off of his feet. Chris and Bennett get in. Um, they exchange some chops. Bay, Hurricane Rana's Bennett and then gets a flying head scissors off the ropes to him. Um... Ace then gets in. Um, they, they both try to take on Taven, who's fighting hard. Um, only for Ace to kick him square in the like nose region. Takes Mike Bennett off the apron. We get like this funky Hurricane Rana because Mike Bennett goes to ringside. Ace Austin is like through the ropes, but he gets like he gets Mike Bennett in in between his legs and like Hurricane Rana's him from there. It's a fucking it was weird. Um, we then get a hard kick to the side of the head of Taven. Bennett hits Ace with a rolling elbow while the ref checks on Matt Taven, though, um, who actually looks a little fucked up. So I was like, oh, is he actually, like, is he broken, broken? Or, like, is he just, like, broken? Um, Mike Bennett then gets in, further making me wonder if Matt Taven was injured or not. Um, we get a forearm to the face of Ace from Mike and a purple thunderbomb from the recently refreshed Matt Taven to Ace. Mike, however, can't get the pin. And get some boots to the chest of Taven, and then Ace dodges Mike, sending him into the buckles. Bay then gets in. He's taken on both of OGK. Um, we get a double DDT to Bennett, and then um, uh, to Bennett and Matt from Chris. And then Bay lifts Mike, hits him with the neckbreaker, starts falling apart, as often happens with Honor No More and Bullet Club or, you know, any tag match ever in wrestling anyways um <laughs> everyone is wrestling every, everyone and the, the the ref does fuck all about it um the ref's just like standing there he's like hey you get out hey you get out anyways and i was like you're not doing your job um we then get a super kick and a brain buster to bay from mike and a panel 
Aurora Borealis to Bay from Taven. If you don't know what an Aurora Borealis is, or you didn't watch the fucking episode, and you maybe not don't remember, it's just Matt Taven flying off of a buckle. And he just flies face first into the fucking mat. It's just a frog splash, I think, really. Um, anyways, we get a DDT to Mike. Maria Canellis interferes because she sees that this is all going downhill. Taven then low blows Bay. And you think, okay, this is where it ends. They finally get their win, and, you know, maybe somehow this, like, translates in. And then Heath comes out. And he gets... He... Gets, like, a flatliner or something. It was a a neckbreaker, I believe. Um, Oh, was it? Two, yes, a a neckbreaker to Mr. Taven. And then Ace... And then Heath quickly scurries out of the ring before the ref can notice that he was there. And meanwhile, he's wearing, like, lime green underwear that's, like, half sticking out of his pants. I'm like, how do you miss that? Um, but then Ace gets in, gets the fold to win the match, and so on and so forth. What did you expect? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like when Heath uh, runs away, you just hear fading in the distance, running through the crowd. I got kids. <laughs> it's like a weird bandit riding off into the sunset. <laughs> uh, then we have an interview with Macklin. Uh, he's asked if he's worried about Sammy Callahan. He's worried about Sammy. Everyone else is, not me. He's a master of mind games, but he's predictable. I don't play games. I was bred for war. I was always one step ahead. To me, this is war. Sammy then teleports behind Macklin. Whole brawl ensues through the hall, um, but Moose comes out of nowhere and and ambushes uh, Sammy. They both take down Sammy, but he teleports away. Um, I gotta say, Sammy Callahan's gimmick is kind of the dumbest thing I've seen. He's just. I think it's fucking hilarious, honestly. He's just like a normal dude with the ability to teleport for some reason. Like, why? I think that's what makes it so fun, though. I I wish there was, like, a site that could tell you, like, what their gimmick is. Um, like, what's the specific label? Yeah, like, has he written a description for his, uh, his gimmick? Let's see, Sammy Callahan, Wikipedia, oh, he has a Wikipedia page. Um, God, yeah, there's, I wish there was something. Um, but all right, I was in WWE for three years. Interesting. Under the name Solomon Crow. Oh, yeah. 2012 to 2015. He's an NXT. Yeah. Um, all right. So, after that, we... Let me get back to my notes. Uh, we had a promo with Rosemary, Havoc, and Taya Valkyrie. Rosemary's trying to get Havoc to put her, her, gat, her face mask back on. Havoc says, no, it's ugly. I don't like it. And this is after they, they found Havoc in the Undead Realm, where she is now Jessica. Um, Rosemary's like, you put it on when you go to battle, so put it on. Havoc's like, go to battle? What is this, Game of Thrones? 
Um, Taya says, when Havoc lost to Masha, she didn't want to be Havoc anymore. She's just Jessica. Havoc had walked away before that and comes back wearing a fur jacket. Um, Rosemary says, we don't have time for this. We have a title match with Vexed at Emergence, and you two are playing with fur coats. Uh, we then get Josh Alexander and Scott Demore backstage. Scott says, Saban versus Shelly. That's some big stuff. Josh says, this is a locker room full of killers, so I've got a list of people I want to fight. Uh, he lists off some names. Rich Swan's one of them. And, speak of the devil, he walks in. says, when I was champ, it was some of the best times of my life. When I lost it, I lost my mojo. I never got an opportunity to regain that title. So let's make it happen. Um... Uh, Scott says, I've been watching, and you do have your mojo yet. Uh, you do have your mojo back, but up next is Saban versus Shelly. But if you want a shot at the, if you want a shot at a shot, Rich Swan versus Kushida next week. And then you get the main event: Chris Saban versus Alex Shelley. Yes, and this is one of those matches where, like, normally I kind of complain about, like, oh, I didn't have anything significant to take a note on for a little while, but, like, this was one of those matches, but, like, in a good way. Yeah. Um, we grapple a lot for a while. There's a lot of submissions, a lot of respecting your fellow man, um, a few pinning attempts. Um, eventually, Saban goes to chop Shelly, but Shelly gets a chop of his own instead. Um, we get a neckbreaker to Shelly, and then a punch to the back of the neck of Alex Shelly. Um... And this is when kind of, Saban starts taking over a little bit in the beginning here. He gets this funky full body like submission stretch, where like he's got like Shelly like racked over his back more or less. Um, we then get a chin lock on Shelly, but Shelly gets up, knees his way free, and when he knees his way free, he's actually kneeing the bad knee of Saban, which is like surgically repaired. Um, Saban then gets a knee into the stomach of Shelly. Snaps him to the ground. We get some shots to the stomach of Saban and then a drop kick to the left knee of Saban. Um, and then we just start targeting that knee. Um, we get him into, like, we go to commercial break, we come back, and he's in, like, this knee lock. Um, and Saban's looking like he's hurting. Um, we end up getting a rolling elbow to the face of Shelly, but Shelly starts attacking the elbow of Saban. So now we're going for another joint. Twists it, falls with it. Then he gets a... I don't even, like, know how to describe what this submission looked like. It was just a wild, like, twisting Saban up like a pretzel, like, using his arm to pull his knee in a certain mm -hmm. direction. It was, it was fucked up. Um, we then get a, a hard chop to the chest of Shelly. Like, a hard chop to the chest. Um, and this is when it starts getting fun, because this is when it starts getting um, Shelly starts attacking the elbow of Saban again. Saban then does exactly what you do when your sibling fucking pushes you just a little too hard. Like, I think anybody who's ever had, like, especially an older sibling, there's a point in time where your older sibling, like, kind of pisses you off just enough and you hit back a lot harder. Because <laughs> you're feeling all this, like, pain and all this rage and you're like, fuck you. And then you slap them. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, but anyways, Shelly then starts, uh, Saban starts just fucking teeing off on Shelly, just kicking the absolute shit out of him. Um, we get a flying crossway, Shelly. Shelly ends up getting free. He gets kicked in the jaw, and then 
um, hit with a tornado DDT, but Shelly just won't fucking stay down. He goes for the cradle shock. Saban sneaks away, gets a mule kick to the knee for his troubles, though. Um, and then Shelly fucking twists Saban's legs around themselves. Like, goes like I see you, kind of like eye to eye, kind of bullshit. Um, and then hits Saban with like a double dragon screw, for lack of a better term. And then. And then it gets like scary. <laughs> Because Shelly goes to, like, lift Saban up, and I think Saban was supposed to land on his feet. But Saban did it. Saban landed on his forehead. But from the angle we first got, it sure fucking looked like his whole goddamn noggin. Yeah, he was, like, it, was, it wasn't a belly-to-belly suplex, but it was, like, kind of the same bump as a belly-to-belly where he fully rotates over, landing on his uh, torso. Um, but he didn't rotate enough and landed yeah. straight on his cranium. But I think he caught himself, so... He he definitely landed more towards the front of his forehead, I uh, think. I saw his um, hand also propped himself. The the way that his head bent afterwards, it was like, okay, I, I get it. Um, but it was fucking scary. I didn't... And they were like, let's watch that again! I was like, let's not! What if we didn't... Um, we then get a pump handle to Saban, though. Um, Shelly goes for something more, but Saban fights back with a stand against Gary, and then a flying kick that takes both men to the mat. We get a German suplex to Shelly and a super kick to Saban. Shelly wants sliced bread, but Saban doesn't go, and we start exchanging super kicks before a clothesline from Hell, Michigan, to, from Saban to Shelly. Saban goes for cradle shock, but Shelly denies it, gets the sliced bread. It's not enough. Shell shock is not enough. But the Motor City stretch is enough. And I have, like, no Wi-Fi whatsoever on my laptop right now. And it's kind of making me a little crazy. Not my personal laptop, obviously, but my laptop that, like, I take notes on. Or read my notes from. Interesting. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, yeah, that was a hell of a match. Really, really fantastic match. Um, but after it ends, it's... It's no peace for the two of them. Uh, Violent by Design comes out and attacks them both. They're the sickness, it looks like. Uh, but Kushida comes out for the save after it seems like Josh is going to come out. Kushida comes out with a very cool walkout. It's very fun. Um, lays out both Diener and Doring. Stands tall alongside Motor City Machine Guns, so... Next week is going to be him versus Rich Swan. The week after that will probably be Kushida and Motor City Machine Guns versus um, Violent by Design. Yeah. Where where uh, Chris or where either Chris Sabin or Diener will eat the pin. Probably yeah. Sabin. Um. But yeah, fun impact. Pretty enjoyable. Um, stay tuned, everyone. We have, after our bests of the night, we're doing our predictions for Death Before Dishonor, which is coming up this weekend. Um, we should be doing a recap on Sunday, but follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to uh, stay in the know on, on if that plan's changed. Um, we'll still be doing our predictions, and even if we don't cover it, we'll count them. Um, as we would otherwise. 
but uh, if you have a question for us af for after the predictions, leave them in the chat now so they're there when we move on. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. All right. And finally, before we get to the best of the night, let's give a quick top 10 wrestlers in kayfabe right now. So wins, losses, all that shit across every promotion in professional wrestling, every televised uh, wrestling match. So starting off at number 10, uh, the winner of 2022's Best of Super Junior from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, number 9, the current Ring of Honor World Champion, Jonathan Gresham. Number eight, the GCW World Champion and the Interim AW World Champion, John Moxley. Number seven, from Dragon Gate, Naruki Doi. Uh, uh, number six, from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number five, the Super Asia Champion from Gato Move, Balian Aki. Uh, number four, from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number three, also from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. Number two, the King of Pro Wrestling champion, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. And number one, also from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. All right, let's talk about the best of the night, shall we? Yeah. You want to talk about promo of the night? Yeah. Don't know if there is one. <laughs> kind of all sucked. Um... Honestly, I kind of want to give it to fucking Macklin and Sammy just because how much that made me laugh. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not going to fucking argue with anything else, really. Every other promo is, like, short, kind of corny, you know, typical wrestling promo stuff. The The brawl with Matt, with uh, Sammy was, was different from the rest. All right, wrestler of the night. You ready for your top? You ready for your three picks? Three three choices for wrestler of the night? Yeah. Uh, so Mike Bailey, Chris Sabin, or Alex Shelley? Um, Chris Sabin. Really, Chris Sabin? Okay. All right, I'll go with that. All right, and finally, let's talk about match of the night. Where the f is my match of the night? I think, I mean, there's no contest. Match of the night with a 9 out of 10, Chris Saban versus Alex Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was a fantastic match. Absolutely fantastic. All right. You ready to do some predictions? I am. I'm hoping that I can do it on my laptop here because I don't really want to have to fight God to do it on my other laptop right now. Fair enough. Um, and for those of you that are new with predictions, uh, new to our predictions, we, we uh, pick who is going to win each match. And for every incorrect prediction, we do a dab of hot sauce. And uh, whoever has the most correct predictions will be dubbed the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion. Right now, Liz is uh, desecrating that championship 
She put a hat on it. She put lips on it. It is it is desecrated. And it needs to be brought to its former glory. And then the, whoever uh, is the champion deals out a punishment to the loser. So, All right, let's begin. Let's begin. Let me pull up the card here. I think this is, and I think more matches might be announced on on uh, tomorrow. Uh, well, we can go those, you know. Yeah, we're we're gonna do what we always do, which is if more come in, uh, we'll place a prediction for it off camera. Yeah. All right. So first match of the night. Uh, Allison K versus Will Nightingale. This is uh, the pre-show. Um, I'm going with Willow. I'm going with Willow as well. All right. So next up, we have um, on the main card for the six. Uh, Six-man tag team titles, The Righteous versus Dalton Castle and The Boys. That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. I really don't know. My. I'm going to say Dalton Castle. I am too. And here's why. I mean, I'm using an educated guess to kind of... Because Vincent is, is, as far as we know, signed with Impact. Impact doesn't really disclose yeah. when people are signed and when they're released so much. Um, but as far as we know, he's with Impact. Dalton Castle, we've seen him on AEW. So... They might just have this match happen just so that they can transfer the six, uh, six-man title onto an actually signed AEW slash Ring of Honor talent. Yeah. Because I think Bateman's also with New Japan, right? He is. He is? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um... All right, so next up we have for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. Um, God. I think I'm going to go with... I don't know. What are you going with? I'm going with Mercedes Martinez. I don't know why, but I I just don't feel so confident in uh, Serena Deeb winning, especially since Ring of Honor seems like they're developmental kind of pseudo developmental. And I don't think they'd want Serena Deeb, who's a veteran, to uh, be the champion of that. Well, I'm going with Serena Deeb. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so up next, we have FTR versus the Briscoe Brothers for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Uh, 
What do you got? I've got FDR. I got the Briscoes. Um, okay. I think FTR is kind of too on the move. They're too active to be champions of uh, Ring of Honor, especially if they're trying to get them more, um, get Ring of Honor more like become a regular show. Plus, the match is a two out of three falls, which is considered the Briscoe's specialty. Okay. All right, so after that, we've got in a pure wrestling rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. I think I've got Wheeler. You got Wheeler? I've got yeah. uh, Wheeler Yuta too, but I'm putting my DQ card on that. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to put DQ cards down, but okay. Doesn't hurt. We can. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know what my reasoning is, but at least with the DQ, I feel like we might see some... Uh, Pure wrestling rules be broken by Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, that's possible. Alright, so next we have Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the uh, Ring of Honor television title. Um, I'm going with Jay Lethal. I'm going with Jay Lethal too. I feel like our reasoning's the same. Samoa Joe's got a lot going on with uh, you know, television and and back uh, extracurricular stuff. They might yeah. just want that title off of them. Yeah. All right, and finally, the last match on the card as of right now: uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli. I'm going with Gresham. You're going with Gresham. Hmm. I'm going with Gresham too, I guess. Okay. But this is like a. The thing is, I can't see Claudio getting a clean loss here. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. I think it's gonna be a dirty match, but I think it's gonna be Gresham. Oh yeah, cause he's heel now. He's a heel now. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm going with Gresham too. Um, not not super confident, but at the same time, I could absolutely not see Claudio with that title. Instead of a DQ card, can I play a low blow card? I mean, isn't that a DQ card? <laughs> well, I didn't know if like DQ meant like um, uh, it, it like it ends in DQ. Yeah. Or no contest. Yeah. I'm going with, in that case, I'm going with that for my DQ card because, like, I think that Gresham's gonna play dirty. Yeah, that's that's definitely a a good choice for that. The only reason I didn't put it there was because I don't know if they do that for the main event. I feel like they would. Maybe, maybe. Um, and I also wonder if they're gonna announce the next uh, challenger for Gresham in that same moment. 
Mm. Which I'm really curious who it's gonna be. But uh Yeah. That's our predictions. Tune in on Sunday uh to to know how these all go. But also follow our Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to stay in the know if because we things things might things come up things come up as they have previously um so we might not be able to do the show however as of right now we will be um but follow us on twitter to uh stay in the know if anything comes up at all yeah all right liz would you like to close out the show i would if you tune in tonight thank you so much and if you tune in the future Thank you so much. Um, hopefully these episodes will be up on Spotify very soon. Um, if I can get my shit together. Haha. <laughs> um, just kidding. Mark hasn't uploaded the last night's episode to you. Um, anyways, not the point. Um, please tune in. Hmm? I forgot. I realized. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even realize I forgot. It's funny. I had like some time while we were watching stuff before wrestling and I was like, I'm going to do the fucking AW episode right now so it doesn't pile up on me. And I was like, I guess I won't. Um, anyways, please tune in. Ideally on Sunday, we will probably be here talking probably about Death Before Dishonor. Um, I love you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. All of our stuff. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify is all Pinfall Podcast. Uh, join us on Sunday, as of right now, for Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. After that, on Tuesday, we'll be doing our uh, 2K22 stream. It's the go home to SummerSlam. And then, literally, right after that, we have uh, the go home to uh, King of the Ring, which King of the Ring is all set up. All good to go. Yeah, nice. Um, so we'll see you on Sunday. Um, but until then, have a great rest of your week and a great start to your weekend. See you Sunday. Bye bye. <laughs>